Lauren, how are you? <laughs> kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. Oh, and the same to you, my friend. Are you well? I am really well, and I'm buzzed to be talking to another Kiwi. Lanier is a Dunedin-based LinkedIn expert. Dunedin is at the bottom of New Zealand, by the way, and I met Lanier in Auckland, and I'm pretty sure we met through our radio connections because, you, you know, because Lanier was a reporter and a newsreader and an announcer for Radio Hauraki back up in Auckland. Way back in the day. Goodness me, those were great years. Oh, there was so much fun. I'm pretty sure I met you. I hadn't been back long from Tokyo, but I was doing the odd spot up at 89FM and I was doing BFM and I was doing voiceovers and a few commercials. Mm -hmm. And it is so amazing to reconnect because I don't think we've spoken in years, but I've been very aware of your your pivoting and how you have just become, Lynnea Johnson is a LinkedIn expert. And I would like to point out that she is ranked number one in New Zealand for LinkedIn. Now, New Zealand has around 5 million people. So it's that's a really big deal. And in case you're wondering how big New Zealand is, it's about one and a half times smaller than California. So Lanier has really managed to carve out a niche for herself. And it's been an amazing journey, Erin, too. So uh, it's just fascinating. And I love talking about LinkedIn and how LinkedIn brings people together. And that's how you and I are talking now because of the ripple out effect of LinkedIn, where people build networks, they reconnect with people that they met years and years and years ago in our case. Uh, and it allows people to be able to talk across the miles, across the continents. And I just love that about LinkedIn. I agree. I mean, that's how we reconnected again. It's become a global address book as well. Linnea, how did you move from radio and being a reporter, a newsreader and an announcer, a journalist? Yeah, I know you've worked in radio both in New Zealand and in overseas. And mm -hmm. then how did you move into feature writing and editor roles in those? But And you were in quite particular industries. <laughs> yes. Take us through that and then we'll talk about how you ended up becoming a guru for LinkedIn. Right. Well, I think it's all about uh, opportunities and networking and knowing people. Uh, I've been writing all my life. So when you are a writer, it's not terribly difficult to transfer your skills from one type of writing to another. So, for example, from writing for radio into feature writing, into being an editor, into being a copywriter, that kind of thing. But even back in the days when you and I knew each other, Erin, uh, I was was a mo I moonlighted. Um, and we, we, we call having a side gig these days, but back then it was moonlighting. And so not only did I work in radio, but I would also write articles for magazines. And over time, of course, as your name gets known, people get to know you, they know your writing style and uh, that you're reliable, then you get invited to do different kinds of writing for different sorts of organisations. So I've written for a number of uh, magazines and I've had some in-house gigs too. So uh, one of those was uh, writing about cars. Now, I don't know <laughs> one end of a car from another, but I had a great fun finding out, Erin. And 
and I didn't have to write about what went on under the bonnet. I was writing about new vehicles, how the market responded, what people liked about the vehicles, and I got to drive some fabulous vehicles, let me just tell you quietly. Some of them worth more than my house at the time. And <laughs> so I, I think that it's a matter of having transferable skills. And so that's not just for writers, that's for other people in other industries too. And then that allows you to pivot as the industry changes and also as you change because I found eventually that radio began to lose its appeal for me. I certainly didn't like the hours having to get up what seemed like in the middle of the night um, to do a breakfast show. And so you go, well, I want to be a bit more like a normal need to do something else and you find something that you like maybe it works maybe it doesn't and you just keep on exploring new avenues until something clicks and something just resonates with you and you go this is it I'll do this for a while now I love that you mentioned moonlighting it did used to support that before side hustles and the gig economy yes you were so ahead of the game and I love that <laughs> Word for 2020 and 2021, and you were constantly evolving and pivoting. You also used to write for the beauty industry and the not-for-profit. Yes, yes. And so between that and cars, um, you couldn't imagine a more diverse career, really, could you? So, um, And there was also an automation and technology magazine that I edited as well. So uh, at the same time as I was writing or, and editing the beauty magazine, you couldn't get two diame more diametrically opposed topics, could you? And uh, so it's really then a matter of developing different kinds of skills than you might expect. So some of it is knowledge, of course, but some of it is about listening, about learning to ask the right questions. And one of the joys of being a journalist is that nobody expects you to know anything. So you can ask what would otherwise be really stupid questions of people. And they don't look at you as if you're stupid. They look at you as, okay, here's something I just need to explain to this person so she can understand it and then write about it. And I think that having those kind of skills, being able to ask good questions, being able to listen, not to what people are saying, but what people are meaning, are skills that you can take into life in other areas uh, as well and help you in whatever you're doing in your professional life well may I, may I suggest you start a podcast because the job <laughs> podcast I never need to know anything I've had people explain jargon how to pronounce their last names and it's all been like on air warts and all so, and I well, it's, um, it's something that I've considered, but I'll tell you what I've just got access to is LinkedIn Live, and I'm more likely to go down uh, that road, I think, because then that's on the same platform that I'm normally on, so it's an extension um, of what I already do. So a lot of people do a lot of really good podcasts, Erin, and I would have to be really, I think, dedicated to doing, to doing that. And a lot of people already do podcasts about LinkedIn. So uh, thank you for the suggestion, and I will think about <laughs> <laughs> um, I think your LinkedIn Live is a brilliant idea because that's mm. a recently new feature to LinkedIn. Yes, it is. And it's being rolled out at the moment to a lot more people. It's been around a while, but only a very few people have had access to it. But at the moment, everybody seems to be be given. <laughs> I've got my verbs all wrong. Um, everybody seems to be having, <laughs> having been emailed by LinkedIn to say that they now have access to it. 
through their company pages. Uh, so I think a lot, we're going to see a lot more LinkedIn Lives, um, I think, very soon. In fact, I'm going to do my very first one tomorrow, um, but I'm not telling anybody about it because I expect it to be a disaster because the technology isn't that easy. It's not that intuitive. <laughs> so I've got someone helping me with it to uh, hopefully make it a bit less disastrous than I fear it's going to be. It is going to be fantastic. There's nothing <laughs> like beta testing. And well, that's right. And, and when it's live, it's live. So everybody's <laughs> going to see going to see it. <laughs> but here's the thing about the, these kind of things. I think as you get older, uh, firstly, you've got to keep up with technology. Otherwise, you just get left behind. And also, when it comes to new opportunities like this, you need to try them out and see whether they're going to work for you. Um, and now I'm a writer, so anything to do with writing, like newsletters that LinkedIn is rolling out, is, is my forte. And I love to do... But things like LinkedIn Live are a little outside my comfort zone. And so I have to work a bit harder to be able to embrace those and make a good job uh, of them. Fortunately, I've had two years of experience doing monthly webinars. So I think that it probably won't be quite as difficult as it might be for people who are just starting out doing something like that for the first time. Well, you're also practicing what you preach as you develop your skills in this area. And it sounds like and you've got a great platform. You are used to presenting the public. This is just adding the video component. You've done your webinars. You'll also be able to train others in how to do that if that's relevant or explain to them why it's important. So you're leading the way. Well, thank you. Yes, I think it's important when you are an authority on something like LinkedIn. It might be a niche, um, a niche platform or a niche area of marketing. But if you are an authority on it, you do need to be walking the talk. And so I really do uh, like to try things. And if I make a mistake, well, then that just makes good content for my next <laughs> post, Erin, and I can talk about, don't do this. <laughs> I did this, and it didn't kind of work out how I expected. And I do think learning from your mistakes, and we all make mistakes, and learning from them, I think, is the critical thing, really. A rule for life, a fail mm -hmm. I'm going to segue. I'm so excited about talking about your books. We've got so many subjects to cover. Linnea is a best-selling author. I'm just going to drop that in as a teaser. And you would want to know about her two books, which are going to completely change the way that you looked at LinkedIn, among other things. But why did you leave Auckland and end up in Dunedin? I mean, could you? I mean, you could. Oh, that's a per, that's a that's a personal um, story. I'm very happy to share it. Um, my mother, uh, elderly mother, was widowed, and she needed to have a family member down here. Um, I was kind of in between things that I wanted to do, and so I wanted a change of scenery. And I thought that coming to Dunedin for a short time, she said, having been here 13 years, would be a great idea. <laughs> um, technology meant that I could work from anywhere. Um, I had some contracts that I was working on with my um, editor roles. I could do those from anywhere. I found a house, a property I absolutely fell in love with. And I really do enjoy living here, I have to say, Erin, except maybe for the weather. The weather's just not quite as nice as it is in Auckland. Yeah. Can you tell me, what are some of the differences between Auckland and Dunedin? I know Dunedin's a university town. 
Mm, yes, it is. So we have lots of students. It's a lot smaller, of course. It was settled by the Scots, so it has a lot of lovely architecture. Uh, it's got New Zealand's only castle. We have some fabulous wildlife <laughs> and tourist attractions, which nobody is getting to see uh, at the moment. But also it has a lot of creative people down here, people who want to get away from the hustle and bustle and the traffic of Auckland. We don't have traffic jams in Dunedin. Um, it is a completely different sort of lifestyle. It's more of an outdoors lifestyle rather than being in the thick of a big um, bustling city and so it's a complete different mindset I didn't really expect to like it all that much but I've met some amazing people and I really have um, I, I think I've set up roots can you set up roots put down roots is the correct term isn't it um, and I really do uh, do enjoy it and I've got um, a house overlooking the harbour for a fraction of the cost it will cost me in Auckland um, and a really nice lifestyle and live five minutes from the city, 10 minutes from anybody I want to go and visit. Uh, and it really is just a lovely spot to uh, to be in. The pace is slower. And honestly, Erin, if it wasn't for LinkedIn and Zoom and the ability to be able to sit in my office overlooking the harbour and talk to you on the other side of the world, I think I probably would feel um, a little shut in. I would feel a bit isolated because New Zealand is such a long way from anywhere. So to be able to reach out um, using technology to people all over the world is just a game changer. And I've really enjoyed the opportunities to meet people and talk with people uh, using new technologies that way. Mm. Uh, Zoom completely. I wish I bought shares in Zoom. Yeah, no. me too. Absolutely, me too. <laughs> we missed the boat on that one, didn't we? Oh, but uh, COVID completely changed the way I do business and I now have such a strong global community. Um, Lanier can work with clients all over the world. Um, mm. You don't just work with New Zealand clients or Australasian clients or Asia-Pacific clients. You are able to work with clients in America and other countries. I do, and Europe, all over the place. I've even got um, clients in Vietnam. Can you believe that? <laughs> I mean, it's really interesting, isn't it? So, And I think that's um, been one of the interesting results from what's happened uh, globally in terms of COVID over the last two years. Um, a lot of us who have businesses that we run from uh, home offices uh, are able to be able to extend that out uh, into different environments, different audiences, and different markets. I think it's a lot more difficult for people who uh, have bricks and mortar uh, businesses. I think that's been a much more difficult change for them. So in a way, I have a lot to thank COVID for, really. Mm. I'm just going to circle back to New Zealand for a minute because it's fun. This is facts and fingers time. Where Lanier is, I think there's around 36,000 people as opposed to around about 1, 1.5 million people in Auckland. And for us, 1.5 million is a lot of people in one city. True. And, Absolutely true. And, and the population of Dunedin um, gets much smaller when all the uh, university students go home. <laughs> <laughs> But we love them because they bring so much life and energy to the place. Yeah, and there's a great Kiwi film called Scarface, exactly about Dunedin students, which I guess <laughs> people check out. To be able to overlook the harbour too, uh, home ownership in Auckland is out of reach for a lot of people now. So yeah, yeah, true. I, love, I love the fact that you have what you have. And like you said, uh, I would have been so isolated uh, mm. 
in Seattle when I first moved here, I knew nobody. But through technology, uh, I'm able to keep connected with everybody who matters. So also very grateful. One quick question. You have established a hillside garden from scratch. When I hear hillside garden, of course, I think sheep. But I believe you're more about dahlias. Right. <laughs> yes, we and, and we call them dahlias uh, in New Zealand. It's been really interesting. I had a one-acre um, property uh, out of town uh, when I first came to Dunedin, and that was on the flat, and it had lovely soil, and everything about it was great, but it had already been established. It was a very sustainable garden, so it was all about permaculture um, and growing food um, for the house and for, for sale. Um, but then I moved to town three years ago, onto a much smaller section, so the good Kiwi quarter acre section, which is on a hillside. (laughs) The soil is all clay, uh, and it was just almost bare except for grass and weeds and a huge pile of organic rubbish that I uh, had to get rid of. So I left a really good, what I consider to be a really lovely garden, for absolutely nothing. And so I've spent three years literally carving it out of the hillside. Uh, and making it safe to walk on and putting in steps and paths and things. And as you say, dahlias or dahlias, uh, which were a favourite plant of my um, of my father and gladioli. And what I've been interested in is the fact that I have tended to revert more to older, fa- old-fashioned plants, plants that were popular in my parents' day, uh, because my mother was particularly fond of natives. And so I've embraced those native plants to New Zealand and also these beautiful flowering plants that my father really enjoyed. Now, I don't know psychologically what that's all about, but there must be a message in there somewhere, I suspect. <laughs> oh, uh, the congratulations. I was just, you had me at, I mean, at the word clay, you know, New Zealand yes. clay. Did you end up having I, I I want to get back to your books, but did you end up having to get a bulldozer? or, or not, You wouldn't get a bulldozer on this property, Erin, let me assure you. It would not be advisable in terms of the steepness of it. No, I've dug it out by hand. Seriously, with a shovel and a spade. Oh. I've dug what I needed to out of, out of that. Out of the, and, and some of the clay, it's got a layer of sort of clayey topsoil on it, which is plant, and you can plant into, but the, um, the subsoil is all really heavy clay. But I've managed to grow trees um, and big shrubs, and they all pretty much all seem to be surviving. And so I have to say, it's, uh, I, I like to say it's coming along, but other people say <laughs> it's looking absolutely spectacular. So I'll go with them. <laughs> It sounds incredible. And bulldozer was not the right word. I was just trying to imagine you with, with heavy machinery on Yes, yes that would be hilarious. <laughs> Don't think anybody would trust me like that, that's for sure. Hi, <laughs> Lamia, in so many different ways. Obviously, LinkedIn, hello. But mm-hmm. also, you check out her site, wordwizard.co, which is where you'll find out more about her best-selling books. I would love to hear about your book, Linkability, which is four powerful strategies to maximize your LinkedIn success. And then I want to hear about Business Gold, which just dropped. Yes, yes. Can I just add um, to your very nice mention of my website that you have to put .nz on the end of it. Otherwise, people will end up at a Word Wizard site somewhere else. So it's wordwizard.co.nz. Anyway, so Linkability uh, was my first book, and it came out last year. And as you say, it's all about four strategies that you need to know about if you really want to market yourself on LinkedIn. So what I've done with those, Erin, is I've talked about um, tech 
tactics or ideas, suggestions that anybody could use, no matter what their objective for using LinkedIn is. Now, some people use it or want to have it to be able to find a new job. Some people want to move into a new career. There are people like me who have small businesses and so we want to promote what we're doing so people have a better understanding of the services or the products um, that we provide. Um, and there are a number of other options for people as well. I mean, objectives, you might want to become a thought leader or an expert in your field. So the, the tactics or um, strategies I've pulled together in Linkability will help you do all of that. Now, LinkedIn is um, one platform. People call it social media, but it's really a business tool. And anybody who is a business professional and whatever they're doing really should be on it and have a really good profile because when their name is typed into Google, one of the very first few results is going to be their LinkedIn profile. And if you don't come across really well in your profile, people will skip right past you to the next person. So it's a matter of competitiveness if you want to be seen to have a really good profile. So a good profile underpins everything that you do on LinkedIn. So in the book, I talk about ways to connect to people and to develop your network. So opportunities like this, you and I talking today, um, can come from your activity on LinkedIn. So you have to connect with people, first of all. And then I talk a lot about publishing. Background is writing, of course. And so I talk a lot about the different ways to do that. And then I talk about how to engage with people. And that's engagement on posting and engagement in terms of direct messaging people, because it's important to build relationships. LinkedIn is not about selling. And a lot of people think it is. It's not. It's about building relationships relationships with people because we've all been stuck in our one little bu bubble in the last two years by and large and we've not been able to get out and meet new people in the way we might normally so being able to do that on a platform like LinkedIn is an excellent alternative and you don't have to be restricted by people who are living where you are you can do it as you've already said with people all over the world. So I think engaging and messaging people nicely in a personal way like you would if you were talking to friends is a really important way to develop those relationships on LinkedIn. I'm looking at your LinkedIn page right now and you've made great use of the backsplash, whatever is the official word for that banner that sits, sits on your LinkedIn profile. Oh, and yes, yes. <laughs> I keep changing it. I, I change my banner more often than I change my clothes, Erin. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, we've just put up a new banner because the new book, uh, Link, uh, Business Gold, and that subtitle is Build Awareness, Authority and Advantage with LinkedIn Company Pages, was launched on Friday. Now, I co-authored that um, with a company pages expert from Australia, Michelle Raymond, and we've had a lot of fun putting the book together. And she's just um, been amazing with her ability to get it out, uh, out there in terms of selling because for a lot, we wrote it, Erin, because most people um, dismiss company pages and think they're a waste of time. And we don't believe that. And so we decided we would have the first, the world's first book about company pages so that people, we could try and change people's minds about company pages because we really think that that's where the future of LinkedIn 
um, is going to be for mainly business owners, solopreneurs, people who have small companies, that kind of thing, um, and consultants, perhaps, uh, coaches, all of those kind of people, and authors <laughs> all need to have a company page because there's so much new functionality around it that there wasn't or even 12 months ago and people who might dismiss company pages probably haven't looked at them again recently and you can do so much more from them including holding LinkedIn lives so there we are I've come back full circle to that particular idea right at the beginning. Linnea's also made a great use of uh, using the LinkedIn logo within the title business. Yes. <laughs> Can't take credit for that, Erin. That was the designer um, who did that. And in fact, our instructions to the designer were not to do that, um, but he did. And it looks great. We think it looks great. So we decided to keep it in the end. <laughs> Having a good looking cover is really important to um, the success of a book because one of the things you want to do is persuade people when they buy a copy of it, and particularly if it's a, a printed copy, is to take a photo of themselves holding it up because that makes really good content to talk more about the book. It's a really useful little marketing te uh, technique that Michelle has been using very well. <laughs> mm, absolutely agree. I do it with Friends Book as well. I'll do a live uh, holding up Friends Books. Uh... Yes. And I will be doing it, I'm sure, with yours. What is the best way to get hold of Linkability and Business Cult? How can we buy our copies today? You can buy them through Amazon. And no matter where you are in the world, your local Amazon market will have it. Um, if you search my name, that's probably the easiest. Then you can find both books. Um, and if you are looking for uh, Linkability or Business Gold under their titles, um, you might find it a little, a little more tricky, but they are certainly, um, are certainly there. Now, we do have a list of all the uh, places you can buy it uh, on our LinkedIn Business Gold company page. So people are very welcome to go to that and to have a look at the list of um, outlets it will be it's only been out a few days Erin and so it's a, 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 a it's really fascinating a, a book about a topic that nobody was particularly interested in has become a bestseller with it inside a week it's, it's nothing short of miraculous in my opinion anyway so we're going to make it available through other outlets and at the moment it's available um, on Kindle which you can uh, uh, read on any device nowadays uh, and uh, and printed and Michelle has just mooted the idea of doing an audio version so we'll be discussing that I'm fairly sure in the next few days. Mm, do an audio version I listen to books when I'm walking the dogs. So yeah me too yeah. I love it yeah. Uh, speaking of I'm going to circle back to clothes and to making the most of your profile there's a beautiful headshot of Linnea it's warm it's approachable it's friendly it's got her beautiful smile uh, her hair's beautifully done, and, I've, and you've, you've used the circle on LinkedIn really well. You talked about clothes. Uh, some Often with clients, when I'm talking about their branding strategy, we will look at the photos that they put on their profiles. Mm -hmm. Does that ever come up for you with your clients when you're talking to them about their profiles? Or you focus um, yes, because it's really important to represent yourself well. And everybody's slightly different. I'm an overdresser. So um, to misquote Michelle Obama, when others go low, I go high. So I'll always turn up at some kind of formal event um, in a jacket. 
And so I feel comfortable wearing jackets and that I think that they then represent how I feel about myself and they make me feel that I'm being professional. So I'm not that doesn't apply to everybody though. And I don't necessarily think that guys need to be wearing jackets and ties because that, you know, that's really long gone in most businesses these days. Um, but certainly you want to look as your clients would expect to see you. And I think a warm friendly smile looking directly at the camera is the best way to do that and it needs to be a headshot just of yourself Erin not a wedding shot with everybody else cropped out um, it needs to be just you and you, I think it's really important because it's the first thing that people are going to see when they go to your profile because it's visual and it follows you around LinkedIn if you comment on people's posts if you post your own if you invite people to connect whatever you are doing your photo follows you around you want to make it a good one in my opinion it also has to be a what you see is what you get I've yes. had quite cognitive dissonance when I've spoken to people and sure I know it was COVID sure I know we've had a rough two years but if you have changed your appearance radically you must update your photos or you will give people a little bit of a start and you will lose some of the trust I absolutely agree. Being authentic in everything you do on LinkedIn, including your photo, uh, is important. And I think one of the greatest new functions that LinkedIn has released this year is the ability to put up a short video yes. in that section sits behind your photo and I think that that's a really great way of being able to introduce yourself to people. And also, do you find I, I, there's been more and more of my friends who are leaving Facebook and focusing solely on LinkedIn? Oh, good. I like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at all biased, Erin, of course, as you would understand. I think that if you are, um, if you are selling products or services in the B2B market rather than B2C, so that's business to consumer, then LinkedIn is the place you need to be because that's where your clients will be. And people will come to LinkedIn for business purposes. When I go onto Facebook, I want to see what my friends have been up to. I want to see where they've been out to eat, what new cars they've um, they've bought and, and used to, where they went on holiday. But now, but now with LinkedIn, everybody's putting the, their business uh, material on LinkedIn and I think that's exactly the right way to do it. No, you're not biased at all. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> go back to your fabulous site, wordwizard.co.nz, by the way. Yes. Yes. Word now, I've got a method site on there as well, Erin, um, and I would really love you to be able to offer uh, your listeners um, a free look at that if they'd like to. We've got lots of content and we've got coaching um, and building a community on there. And if you think that your listeners would like to know about that, I'd be really happy for them to have a look at that. They'll find that on my uh, site under members. I was going to ask you about your membership site. Mm. Regular opportunities to spend time with the number one expert on LinkedIn in New Zealand and among the top in the world, I'll have you know. But what I want to know is where did the name Word Wizard come from? Because get this, words with a dash of magic is right across the top of Linnea's site. So where did Word Wizard come from? Well, I regret to say that it wasn't my idea. Um, somebody just said to me when I had done some work for them, oh, you are such a word wizard. And because I was looking for a name, I went, 
that'll do. It just <laughs> it was easy to say. It, it kind of encompassed everything I did because my uh, before I pivoted into LinkedIn, my main um, line of work was copywriting. So that was websites and other sort of um, more offline work at that time. And so Word Wizard just seemed to fit, and I've never kind of given it up. Um, it doesn't relate necessarily to LinkedIn now, but um, I still do a lot of writing for LinkedIn. So I kind of figure the two go hand in hand. They absolutely do. Some of the services that you offer, obviously, the profile updates and coaching mm. and training and mm. with LinkedIn marketing. Would you tell us just a little bit more about your portfolio of services? Sure. So the main um, one that we like to offer people to begin with is a profile update. Now, there are profiles and there are profiles, Erin, and we pride ourselves on making people's profiles look like they are amazing um, and that they're in the five, top 5% because if you've got a good profile that it really helps your reputation and really can build your professional career um, worldwide no matter where you are. So that's the base service that we offer because everything hinges on that. We have a LinkedIn marketing program um, for people who are time poor uh, but want to build their networks and want to be publishing content on LinkedIn on a regular basis. So we offer that um, service as well and the other side of it is the coaching and training so I love doing one-to-one -one coaching with people because I can talk to them individually about what they want to achieve on LinkedIn how to go about it and share my ideas for them to be able to get uh, best bang for their buck with that and the training is more with companies so companies that want to upskill their staff on LinkedIn they want to develop a LinkedIn strategy particularly around company pages uh, and they really want to make the most of LinkedIn as a source of revenue and leads um, and promotion for their businesses, then I can help on the training side too. So, I, And of course, and as I've just mentioned, there's the member site and then there's the books. I think that's, oh, I know I do free webinars. I do a monthly free webinar for anybody who wants to learn about a particular aspect um, of LinkedIn. I think that's everything. Well, how, can, how can people find the how can people find free webinars? How could I? Um, I I do promote those on uh, LinkedIn. So everything I do, if people connect to me, I I'm, they'll find everything, get all the information that they need. My LinkedIn profile, unfortunately, and I cannot change this, says follow, not connect. I really love people to connect with me. Um, so please don't just hit the follow button. Please reach out, say that you've heard me on Erin's show um, and then uh, connect with me because I would, uh, I would love to be able to hear from people in different parts of the world. And if you're a newbie at LinkedIn and it does say so-and-so prefers to be followed, there is a more button. And if yes. you slide down that more button, you can still ask to connect. Yes, and that's where you need to go to be able to connect with me. So ignore the follow and just go to the more button. Thank you for pointing that out, Erin, because it's a bit tricky, takes a little more time. Um, but if, you, if your um, strategy is to be able to increase your network size, that's what you need to do is actually connect because that way you will be able to develop a personal relationship with the person and also see all the content that they publish. And it's about connecting strategically, which is something that Lanier can also advise on. Yes, it absolutely. Just, it isn't just sending out a thousand and one connection requests. Well, you can't do that anymore. 
you can only send 100 a week so it's much more difficult to do that and that means that every single one of those 100 has got to count so make sure that you know who you're connecting to and a bit about them visit their profile so that when you do send them a personalized message to connect you've got something you can talk about so it's not just hi i'd like to connect you've got a reason for connecting linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash i'm going to spell them here uh, so pause the podcast and get a piece of paper and write this down. L N M A I R E Johnston, and that's how you'll find it directly on LinkedIn, which is where you will find everything out about it. Or you could zip over to wordwizard.co.nz. She's got a fantastic resource uh, library, and obviously, oh my goodness me, that offer of the membership to try that out is brilliant. And her posts, her posts, uh, she. she you can get a ton of education just from her site, you know, building your LinkedIn profile presence, 77 tips to improve your LinkedIn profile. You offer so much great free content on that website. Well, thank you. My um, purpose in life is to help other people with their LinkedIn. So I just love sharing information about LinkedIn. And that's why it's been fabulous to have an opportunity to talk to you, Erin, because as I say, it's really fabulous to be able to talk about LinkedIn and encourage other people to be able to see the opportunities it provides. The international bestseller, Business Gold, Building Awareness, Authority and Advantage with LinkedIn company pages is such a great way to get ahead. This is fairly new. People are still coming to terms with what this is. The, uh, people are still not that aware of it. Somebody mentioned it to me the other day and I'd never even heard of it. So <laughs> you can cheat, get there faster. Uh, get uh, Find out exactly what you need to know with Linnea's book. She wrote it with Michelle Raymond. You can find it on Amazon. And if you contact Linnea directly, she might even e-sign a copy for you. Oh, she might indeed. <laughs> I'd love to do that. That sounds like a fabulous idea, Erin. Thank you. <laughs> it has been such a joy to catch up with you again. Con congratulations on how things are just flourishing for you in your garden and in your professional life. Thank you so much. It's just been an absolute pleasure to reconnect with you again, Erin, and I'm looking forward to having more conversations in the future. I'm looking forward to setting up a LinkedIn business page. Bye. Oh, all right. Bye.